actually sound pretty good. I'm pretty shocked. Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Coming in all right. All right. All right. Only one question. What is that? That's more of a statement, Frank. You can dance if you want to. <laughs> yeah. But you'll have to leave your friends behind. That's right, man. <laughs> I don't know Great why tune. that song popped into my head, The Safety Dance by Men Without Hats. Uh, it just kind of floated in there randomly while I was clipping. And I just started singing it in my head while I was, you know, doing the the dirty deed before the show. And uh, hmm. I decided that was going to be what I'd roll with. Kind of goofy. It's so funny because I picked a song kind of similar, similar, similar genre, similar era. Wow, we are always riding the same wavelength uh, without communicating beforehand. Yeah. It's kind of funny. Uh, it's something in the atmosphere, music-wise. <laughs> it's the vibes, you know? Or we're just both listening to iHeartRadio rock stations that uh, play the same looped shit in every single city around the country. And uh, mm. we're just listening. We're exposed to the same music, man. Probably. Probably. <laughs> no, it's not a scam, dude. It's the CIA. They're uh, brainwashing people through the airwaves, all right? They pick the same music. It's repeated over and over again. Gets stuck in your head. Then you start saying things in the middle of the night in your sleep, like, top of mind, top of mind, <laughs> top of mind. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, you're right. Well, how's it going, Mike? How's the shy town? Shy town, shy town's doing all right. I, I would assume. I don't know, man. Been working in the Latino neighborhoods lately. Ooh, spicy. I mean, caliente. Yeah. <laughs> man. Whereas in the black neighborhoods, you literally have to like, you got to double check every time you're at a stop sign. Make sure because they're coming in hot right. and they're not stopping, right? The Latino neighborhood, exact opposite. I, I mean, my horn, it sounds tired. <laughs> really? Because, oh, I mean, these people just do not go. I mean, I know you're afraid of the police. I know you're afraid is of the speed what it camera. Is? <laughs> I, I don't know what the fuck, but just fucking move. Come on. <laughs> get your shitty little Toyota Camry out of the way. We got a big problem with the migrants here, uh, as we've discussed in previous episodes. Uh, what I've been noticing is... People driving who clearly never learned how to drive now. Like, people just totally stopping in the middle of the highway. Uh, weird movements going on. It's just obvious when you look in the car, you could see it's somebody who uh, maybe this isn't, you know, English isn't their native language. And, you Dude, know. You're right. There's this, like, new trend where, like, you know, you get on the highway. You're on the, you're on, the on ramp. The thing is narrowing, right? Yeah, man. You're supposed to merge. That's right. Dude, as soon as it starts to narrow, they go all the way to that point and then stop. Complete stop. Yes. Complete stop. And now cars are coming in at 70 miles per hour, and you're in a fucking Toyota Corolla. How fast do you think you could get up to 75 miles per hour <laughs> from a dead stop? And I've noticed just some bizarre maneuvering going on, and when I get to pass the individuals, I take a gander to see what I'm dealing with, um, more often than not lately, I'm seeing, uh, immigrants, um, ones coming from the South, if you will. 
<laughs> you think it's the ones that are crossing the border? They really never drove before? Yeah, I think it's people. Yeah, because yeah, if you had a car, you wouldn't be walking to the border. Good call. Yeah, man. I think these are people who just never took a driver's license, like a license course here in America. So they don't really know the rules here. And maybe they know how to drive a car in, you know, <laughs> Bolivia. But like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I pulled that one out of my ass. I have no idea where yeah, Bolivia is. Everybody forgot that was a country, even the Bolivians. You're welcome. I brought it back. I'm bringing back <laughs> Bolivia. <laughs> it's a beautiful country. You ever see that guy bald and bankrupt? No, I'm not familiar. What is this? <laughs> Did this guy bald and bankrupt? He's a bald guy, and I'm assuming he went bankrupt and <laughs> yeah. started a YouTube channel. <laughs> He's a genius. <laughs> this is a genius move. He's like this guy in the UK who uh, shows you how to like go on vacation real cheap, dude. And he'll take like 20 euros, and he'll, he'll like hop on this train to places like Bolivia, Lithuania. Wow, man. You know, like all those like old Russia countries. And, um, and yeah, he'll show you. He'll be like, yeah, this hotel, it's $10. And it's, I mean, it was built during the Soviet time, but I mean, dude, it's, it's not bad. Less rats than Chicago. and uh, <laughs> Probably less crime. <laughs> well, yeah, Ray, less crime. They don't have guns. Can't <laughs> <That's afford right>. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's really cool to see places. But dude, Bolivia is actually fucking beautiful. Bolivia is one of the places that, like, they haven't really built a lot since the Soviet collapse. All right. Uh, but they've really maintained the shit. So you'll see these, like, old Soviet-era buildings that, they've, that are still, like, tip-top. And it looks amazing. Nice. I think. I yeah. think the Soviets had great, like, I know they did, like, the, 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 just the box apartment row housings, and that was, that was <laughs> bullshit. But when you went to, like, their capitals and stuff, the, cap the big cities, where like, they, they lived. Would do crazy yeah. churches. Oh, yeah. Like, the, uh, you know, the capital buildings were always amazing. They got those, like, so. ice cream scoop style uh, tops on all the buildings, you know? It looks kind of like, a, you know, like a little. <laughs> Right? It's only the Orthodox. <laughs> <laughs> I think it looks delicious. Uh, so <laughs> I do like it. You don't see that. That's not very. No it's more... like they took. Yeah, they took the style of the Indians and made it gayer. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's crazy is no more old world architecture, which personally I find to be much more pleasing and enjoyable to have around in a city like. This new world, cold style designing is, uh, you know, I'm sure it's more, what, uh, efficient for cramming a bunch of people into, you know, tight spaces. But, you know, I miss those kind of old looking buildings, cathedral style buildings, man. Even America had a lot of yeah. cool shit. And then for some reason, you know, uh, in the late 1800s, every major city had some sort of great fire. <laughs> Everything was made out of wood. It was all made out of wood. All right, man. Well, that's what it was. <laughs> Adam Carolla talked about it. You know, he was a carpenter. That's right. And uh, I don't know. I'm, I've, I've been to like a few like, like really, really fancy homes where I've done some work. And they all will have, they will have like an old carpenter. You know what I mean? Like this old guy that comes in with fucking hand tools. And he'll take the whole summer to build the, like the banister. Oh, nice, dude! You know what I mean? Yes, but he's like, that's he, awesome. He's picking pieces of wood to make the grain like 
just blend. He's coming in with carving, yes. you know, like like a lion head at the bottom after the swirl. It's like, dude, that's <laughs> shit that you can't. But there's so few and far between, and you're. Ne- I've never seen a young guy do it. Like I don't, I don't have the patience to even learn how to do that, let alone do it. Man, shaving wood is impressive if you can do it in you know that kind of artistic manner. But <laughs> there's a reason they call it a hard wood. <laughs> even <laughs> even to like make a mantle, you know, it's really like uh, time consuming, and you just have to oh, sit there yeah, like over and over again. Yeah, dude. Dude, I'll never forget this one old guy, though, man. He would set up. Dude, I, <laughs> I would get there, and I would, like, pretty much complete my whole eight-hour worth of work in the time he took to set up because he would lay out the tools, and then he had three grindy, uh, grinding wheel things. Oh, yeah. And he would sit there and sharpen the chisels. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, he'd, like, shh, 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 shh. Okay, and then he'd put it down, he'd go to the next one, dude. And like, three hours later, he'd get started. Wow. It was like, dude, it was, yeah. There was, and he, was, he was probably getting paid like $100 an hour. There was a guy that uh, went around the neighborhood when we were younger. Uh, Remember that? He had a giant cart connected oh. to the bicycle, and he would ride around with bells, this, I believe. This like, was something you would literally see in the Game <laughs> of Thrones movie. Like, the guy... Yes. Pushing the cart with the thing jingle jingling I, all over, all the blades hanging. Yeah, you'd hear it. You would hear it jingling down the road, but I think it was like a bicycle actually, like some sort of rickshaw type device. And Yeah, he had the he had the bicycle attached. He would remember the houses from the previous years or whenever. I think when would he come by? Once a year, right? Make in the, the summertime. In the summertime yeah. when the weather was nice, he'd make the rounds. He had his summer route, man. Yeah. He'd come by and I don't even know what he would charge, but it didn't matter. All the dads would come out with every sharp item they had in their house and tool shed. And, like... Oh, if you weren't <laughs> careful, dude, you had to hold on to your toothbrush. Your dad would take it out to get sharpened just to, like... <laughs> just so he could give this guy money and watch him work. Yes. Dude, he would, like, fold out the chair, right? And then he would, like, attach these two strings to these two, like, wooden paddles. Yes. Remember that? And then he'd push these two pieces of wood with his feet, and when he pushed the the string would like raise the other one, right? right. And in the middle, it was wrapped around the axle for this giant grinding wheel. So as he's pushing his feet, it's spinning this fucking grinding wheel, this giant grinding wheel, and he's just fucking sharpening his knife, dude. Oh, straight out of medieval times, man. This device was insane. It was. Amazing. Solar flare could have wiped out all technology, <laughs> all electronics. This man still had a living. <laughs> Didn't have to change a beat. Couldn't listen to music while he did it. Or I don't even know if he had a radio. Okay. <laughs> I don't think there was any Bluetooth technology in this cart, unfortunately, at the time. And it was but... so old-fashioned because it just, like, one year he just didn't come. Did he die? Probably. Most likely. <laughs> Most likely, but it wasn't like, oh, Facebook page, we're going to find out the, from his you know, there was no tweet, there was no post. No GoFundMe, nothing happened, he just disappeared. Just into obscurity. That's the way to go, man. But you live on in the, dude, we were so young, and think about that, we're talking about him now. Like, that's oh. how you make a difference. He was a know? legend in the neighborhood, we're not the only people who remember this guy, I mean, he he was there for a long time, and... It's just pretty iconic, and you know, seeing. Remember, the dude Dad go had the Italian axe. 
Oh yeah, yeah. dude. He chopped Nono it. brought the axe from Italy, and Dan would always he'd like bring yeah. it out, he'd unsheathe it. He'd be like, yeah. "This is the only man I'll let sharpen my axe." <laughs> man, he would sharpen stuff too good. Everyone would cut themselves really badly for you know the next few weeks. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. See everybody with bandages. F- following on their him was the ambulance. <laughs> Oh, man. Wow, that's funny. I haven't thought about that old guy in quite some time. There was someone similar around in Boulder, I recall. He would swing by some of the various places, but eventually uh, no one would use him. Everyone would just use the pros. Just too bad. Uh, I think it's because it costs a little too it much. It is too bad. It costs too much when you use the guy with the uh, stone, unfortunately. Especially you, you know, I was, I, I was ragging on the uh, uh, Hispanic neighborhoods, the Latino neighborhoods, that's but right. I got to tell you, man. It is it is Chicago at its best because these the kids get out of school like I get out of this cl- this school and the kids are getting out and I look around every corner has somebody with a cart they're selling candy they're selling elotes they're selling fucking you know this guy's got tamales across the street you know yeah it's man. fucking everybody's out there just hustling trying to make a living it's, it's Chicago and the best right. Re- this, all the small restaurants in Chicago are gone, except in these neighborhoods, man. They they really they really held out. Well, I'm I'm happy for them. And look, hard work and dedication, uh, it goes a long way. And so maybe these people are, uh, you know, maybe there's a lesson to be learned for the rest of us. Or maybe, just maybe, if you want to make it in life, score a big amount of cash. Like. <laughs> You just got to ask the government for it, dude. Move and to San in San France. Francisco, the city's board of supervisors accepted recommendations for a reparation. Oh, sorry. I forgot. Uh, <laughs> everybody, make sure you're well hydrated there. This is a, an Amy Goodman clip. Does she, she just like pound angel cake before she goes on every day? <laughs> like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> She's you getting, know you're going on the air. She's getting rougher to look at by the day, no doubt. Somebody um, just give her, like, a damp towel to put in her mouth before <laughs> she goes on. <laughs> just put a glass of water in front of her. Suggest it. You don't have to force it. <laughs> if I was her boss, dude, I'd make her beer bong a fucking liter of water before she went on. All right, let's prepare Amy for the water booth. Yes, thank you. <laughs> it's the only way she'll take it. <laughs> she is a liberal woman. The hydro booth. <laughs> oh, man. Trademark. Now nobody can steal that. <laughs> That's right. All right. I hope you guys all uh, boof some water. Here we go. In San Francisco, the city's board of supervisors accepted recommendations for a reparations plan that would offer five million dollars to each eligible African. Five. Five million. <laughs> Excuse wow. me? <laughs> Baking powder? <laughs> oh, yeah. How did you say that with a stray face? No idea, she, man. She doesn't know what she's did reading. Did you hear that? Yeah, five did you million. Hear how she, she said it like she was reading, oh, today's going to be 32 degrees and we're going to give every black person $5 million. <laughs> yeah. uh, traffic's a little heavy on the 90, but uh, you can avoid that. What the fuck are you talking about, bitch? Let's go back to that $5 million. <laughs> From a city that never had slavery. Are there any black people in San Francisco? <laughs> no, they can't afford that shit. Are you kidding me? 
<laughs> it's about to be black people in San Francisco. Oh, yeah. It's dude. about to look like Oakland real soon. Well, actually, maybe we need a little perspective here. Five million in San Franciscan money is uh, probably like uh, 1500 bucks oh, for shit. everyone else. Yeah, they're, gonna need f- they're still going to need food stamps. <laughs> That's right, dude. <laughs> you know? The, the way the taxes are there and cost of living, I mean, uh, kind of makes they just sense. Rele- they just released this report. $100,000 in Chicago feels like $59,000. Oh, man. Yeah, it was below, like, uh, L.A., but it was above New York where it feels like forty. Oh, ouch. Dude, it is disgusting. Like, I literally... There's times where I literally want to tell my boss, dude, I don't want to work because if I do any more overtime, I'm literally just the last 10 hours I worked is going to the government because I just hit a new tax bracket. Oh, they took all my money this year, man. So Everything. much fucking money. They took it all. You literally, you can't get ahead by working because the more you make, the more they fucking take. Oh, it's yeah. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's something that I didn't read. You know, I used to be all about ta- Oh yeah, let's tax the rich, tax the rich. And I'm not even rich. I didn't realize you guys were taxing the people in the middle. <laughs> well, I fought my way to get to the middle, and now I can't get. A- you know what I mean? Middle I is rich on their standards, right? That's how it works. See, I guess. Oh yeah, I remember. I remember Joe Biden talking about four hundred thousand dollars a year, dude. I'm nowhere near four hundred thousand dollars a year, and it seems like you guys raised my fucking taxes. <laughs> you said it best right there, my man. And I gotta say, on top of that, if you're gonna start dishing out five million to everyone who's black or has some sort of connection to slavery, you're gonna have a lot of people forging birth certificates here. Okay, there's gonna be a lot of a lot yeah. of fake histories. Oh, a lot I'm of about to go sit out in the sun and then move to San Francisco. You know what I mean? <laughs> like this is this is outrageous here. Five million dollars. How do they? How did they suggest this, and think people would take it seriously? What math led you to five million? I would love to know. <laughs> I mean, this is Doctor Evil level shit. You know, like what? What should we ask them for? How about five million dollars? <laughs> oh man, it goes on because I, I I know it gets better. I heard about the basic income. Okay, it gets better. For a reparations plan that would offer $5 million to each eligible African-American resident, among other measures, it was just one of many steps on the way to making reparations a reality for black San Franciscans, but offered new hope for the movement, which regained traction following the 2020 uprising for racial justice. On Tuesday, backers of the reparations plan Ooh, spoke at the stop right there. Yeah, did you catch that one? Holy shit, did we stop mentioning George Floyd? It's now the 2020, uh, what was it, Summer of Love? No, I'm sorry, uh, <laughs> Racial Justice. Uh, Up- uprising? Uprising, the uprising for, man, she is but- sneaky with that one. Here, wait. Action following the 2020 uprising for racial justice. 20, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Dude, no more joy. It looks like St. George didn't, didn't go so well. Wow. Do you think people started to catch on that the guy was kind of a fucking sleaze? You know, like he wasn't I, I know. I know. In Chicago, the Italians were like, "Yo, you put up the statue of George Floyd, but you took down Columbus." Yeah, it's a and little it's, insulting. It's, it's, a, it's a that's a tough argument to win. Yeah, but I mean, I think the counter argument in Chicago is: Did you see the video of Lori tribal dancing with the guys drumming in the street? Because <laughs> that's our answer to that. 
<laughs> She's so forgotten about already. Nobody cares about that bitch. I'll never forget that video. So they're going to dish out $5 million to all um, African Americans who uh, have ancestry tied to slavery in a city, I want to remind everybody, that never had slavery. So they're, never had they're very into this for some reason. Let's keep going. On Tuesday, backers of the reparations plan spoke at the board hearing, including black police officer Yolanda Williams. When my parents migrated here from Louisiana to San Francisco, it was for... Now, at first you said migrated, and I thought, oh, okay, this is going to be African origin. Story. No, Louisiana Yeah, that's... to San Francisco. Okay. So, first of all, you're from Louisiana. <laughs> Your reparations, at the very least, should be coming from Louisiana. <laughs> that would make more sense. Rich people in Louisiana having to pay... Even that doesn't make sense. No, reparations don't make sense. It doesn't make sense for taxpayers to foot the bill for something we had nothing to do with. I mean, think about how many people Britain has to pay reparations to. <laughs> right. They'd go, bankrupt, they'd go bankrupt just in India, and that's one of the countries they conquered and made slaves. <laughs> this is the most outlandish idea I can't believe it's getting traction in San Francisco, of all places. Uh, but it makes sense. California, that's where all the retarded ideas so have, come from. Have you noticed the one place that never gains traction is in places that are predominantly black? Yes. This is just like a white person thing. Yeah. There's like, a, there's like Ibram X. Candley and 12 other black people that really want reparations and think they're going to get it. The rest think it's a joke and wish black people would stop talking about it. Well, I wish everybody was once again, it's a little insulting to people who have immigrated to this country after. Which well, that's the best part, because you see lot. 50% of San Francisco is Asian. <laughs> that's why I don't think a lot of them are probably into this. So you're going to tax the slaves from the railroad to give reparations to the <laughs> slaves of the cotton fields. <laughs> Let's call George Takai, see what he thinks of uh, dishing out some dough for this. Ah, uh, fuck that f- <laughs> hope and a dream that they would be treated fairly and equally and for them to have had to witness the racial disparity that i received in this city as a peace officer was absolutely atrocious it is time for you to do the right thing and provide us with the reparations make us whole make us important in your lives black bitch lives five million dollars is gonna make you whole you need five million dollars to be whole you need five million dollars to be whole i'm whole and i don't have five million dollars you know what I, I'm, you know what though I'm going to say this maybe our economy the, needs this right because you know what happens when you give people who have never earned money a ton of money they spend it and so maybe we should just dish out 5 million to all these people no, so they could spend it and then uh, you know throw some uh, cash into the economy that's the problem is we have too much cash in the economy this I would know. make it worse I know it would Mike that's why this is a brilliant fucking so idea <laughs> we're constantly just like let's just give out more money That'll buy some votes. That'll buy us more votes, right? Right, guys? So is the answer. 
It's so fucking ridiculous. It's so obvious. Here's, here, here's, here's my problem. This is like, my, I, I don't get where you guys are coming up with this. Are you telling me that had your ancestors not been slaves, you would be worth $5 million right now? Because my, my ancestors weren't slaves, and I'm not worth $5 million. Great call, man. You know what I mean? Like, where, where does this $5 million come from? It's complete. It's arbitrary. It makes no sense. And again, who's footing the bill? Are we going to collect from the people who had slave ownership in their family bloodline? No, the people at San Francisco, the oh. whites and the Asians. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> Come on, Frank. <laughs> You're a Chinaman who came here last year. You should pay for America's slavery. <laughs> so stupid. Yes. Oh, um, I can't believe how stupid this is. You don't even have to dig. On the surface, it's retarded. That's why I can't believe they're like The plumber in Chicago read coverage. the headline and said that's that's retarded. <laughs> like you're getting national I push on this? I can, uh, it's like go for it San Francisco. You know California should just do all the woke ass dumb stuff that destroys economies and destroys cultures, but it can't leave California and we could just isolate it there. And like uh we'll just observe like a zoo. Yeah, what the happens? The problem is it's not it's not isolated. This is why we this is why we need to get rid of the salt exemption. That is like the number one reason why. Salt exemption. It's the state and local tax exemption. So if you get it you get a huge tax refund because you get to claim on your income tax, you get to claim the taxes you paid on your house and shit in Colorado. Oh yeah. Right? That's right. And so what does that do? It means if you're in California, California could tax the shit out of its residents and the people who make a lot of money, they don't care because that's just a write off on their federal income tax. Right. Oh yeah. Uh, the problem is what it does is it, it literally, you're stealing money from States that aren't taxing the shit out of their people. So like Cal- uh, California, their bullshit policies are really being funded by places like Florida, Louisiana, Kansas and then California is going to spend all the money in the world they're going to tax the shit out of their people and then spend all the money in the world on these school systems and everything and then rag on Louisiana you know what I mean <laughs> that's right yeah but then none of your people are paying all that money just got taken away from the federal bank you know oh all these cockamamie concepts are coming out of California and then of course <clears throat> the biggest uh, cra- bank crash of the year, SVB, the uh, Silicon Valley, <laughs> right? California, once again. California. Northern yeah. California. There's something in the water there. Uh, and, th- of course, Mike, uh, I mean, I'm no economist, and I don't usually tread in these waters, but we had a bit of a bank sell-off, my man. <laughs> I know. Economy and fears about the banking system going... Oh, sorry. Brace yourselves. There's going to be a lot of high winds blowing oh, through, folks. I'm Buckle sorry. Your seat belts. That's a double whammy. First, I hit you with the thirst trap with Amy Goodman. <laughs> now I got you in the high winds. I apologize. We will experience a bit of turbulence. All right. <laughs> is that gap getting bigger? <laughs> yeah, I think it is. <laughs> it's getting wider. It's outrageous. To the economy and fears about the banking system going global <laughs> yesterday, sparking a bank sell-off on Wall Street. The Dow dropping over 280 points yesterday after at one point falling more falling. By the way, you mentioned this several episodes ago. He um, 
they always throw out Michael Strahan when it's terrible news. It's terrible. <laughs> like, if it's not stock market takes, <laughs> send out Michael Strahan, who knows nothing about stocks, That's nothing about saying. markets, nothing about anything. Every disaster, everything they, they toss it to Michael every single time, and I do think it, it's the teeth. I think people just get distracted by the uh, the gap in the tooth, and there's kind of a sweetness to it, you know, like an innocence to him telling you what. This, no, this the genius about Michael Strahan is he's too dumb to really know what he's reading, but he's, <laughs> so he just goes out there. And he just reads it straight to you. The worst news. Frank, you got cancer. <laughs> and Mary, what are you going to do? That's just the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> he always follows up the worst news. <laughs> well, he's, he's good at it. And uh, that's why we got to talk about a bank sell-off with Michael. And he'll breeze us through the whole thing. More than 700 points. Let's bring in our chief business correspondent, Rebecca Jarvis. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning to you, Michael. And legendary investor Warren Buffett has this old saying, it is only when the tide goes out that you learn who's been swimming naked. And what he means by that is that in good times, <laughs> everyone looks like a winner. But in times of stress, it is much easier to tell which companies have not managed as well. And Wall Street is having a real gut check moment right now in the aftermath of that Silicon Valley bank failure. SVB's downfall and now the DOJ and SEC investment investigations into the company have made investors rethink their assumptions about banks and not just those mid-sized regional banks we've been watching but some of the largest lenders Citigroup falling over 5% JP Morgan Chase 4% and Wells Fargo losing more than 3% yesterday. Now we're not necessarily talking here about those banks going out of business, just the idea that banks will face a tougher road ahead with increased regulation, interest rates climbing, and a desire to take on less risk. And that sell-off yesterday was really sparked by trouble overseas. Credit Suisse is considered a globally important institution. They are now fighting for their life after a mass exodus of investors fearing that that bank could face a similar fate to SVB. Some of those fears were eased overnight as Switzerland's central bank said it would step in to help if needed. But the bottom line here is that while the government's assurance that depositors here will be made whole has removed some of the panic from the market, banks are just facing that harsher reality today than they were a year ago before the collapse. Michael, the tide has gone out. Good tide. I love that saying. And there's still <laughs> a lot of fear out there. Oh, tossing out a little more breeze there at the end for us. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, man, this is great for guys like me. Why is that? Uh, I don't really, I'm not rich. I have no assets and I don't really have a lot of money, but I have, I do have money saved up, you know? Oh yeah. And right now a lot of like, a lot of old, old companies, like the stocks are tanking, stocks are going down. That's right, man. That was the time where you could kind of win big or lose it all. And I don't really have enough where losing it all is like the end of the world, you know? That's right. And uh, so I guess I just, if you're in a point where, if you're in a position now, if you're in a position right now where you have a little bit of something that you can risk, now's a good time to play some bets, you know? You're saying toss a little money into the market? <clears throat> Money you're willing to lose because there's a good chance you're going to lose it. <laughs> it know? sounds like it's uh, heading on a bit of a downturn for a little while. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. But, dude, if you back the, like, when everything goes down, if you back the right horse. All right, man. Well, I'm not really, uh, you know, 
savvy with the economics and the markets. So I'm never really sure. You know, I don't even understand how people like short, you know, the market oh, and all yeah. that stuff. You don't want uh, to get involved in that. Do you want to know what my strategy is for investing and has never let me down? Let, lay it on me. <laughs> I, I do the buy and forget. You know what I mean? So here, here's, here's what happens, right? I'm watching the news. Uh, United Airlines canceled all these flights and all this and that. United Airlines stock is at an all-time low or a five-year low. Shit, United Airlines. What are the chances it goes under? I'm going to buy some. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. I'm going to buy some. I'm going to forget about it. You know what's going to happen in five years? You're going to be watching the news, and they're going to be like, and what you do is you sign it up for the rollo, you know, the uh, reinvestment. Oh, so yeah. Every, every, t- every time it pays dividends, it just buys more stocks. Forget about it. Four or five years later, you're going to be watching the news. Uh, United Airlines at an all-time high. That's right. What the fuck? <laughs> I got United Airlines. I'm going to sell that shit, you know? Yeah, man. It, and then three years later, United Airlines had three plane crashes. They're at an all-time low. It literally... It's the same thing I do with crypto. Yeah, crypto. Every time, every time Bitcoin's in the news, I f- uh, for 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 tanking, I buy Doge. Every time it's in the news for doing great, I sell it, and you just walk away with like, you know, a little bit of money every time. Pennies on the dollar, people. Pennies on the dollar. So you're uh you're rocking the Doge the, market still. I didn't even think that was this a is thing. a this is a guy who lives with his grandma. So. That's right. So you're doing well for yourself, and I <laughs> am interested in the fact that I didn't think the Doge was still um, out there, man. So that's one of the, dude. One thing that has surprised me the most is Dogecoin has been my greatest money maker as far as stocks, crypto. I have just been killing it with Doge. And I'm not even joking. <laughs> why is this? What's What's the deal because with the Doge? It just, it just, it's just, it goes down to five cents. Oh yeah, and five six cents, and then it goes back up to eight nine. And if you, you know what I mean, if you could play that, what happens is eventually you're playing with your winnings, and now it's not even your money, and it's just, you know. Oh yeah, and Doge then has been, Doge has been my best because I think it's fake. Oh, it's definitely well, it's all, fake. It's all, it's all fake. It's yes, all fake, man. right? It's absolutely yeah, it's fake, and it's all manipulated by the creators. So, But the fact that Doge is so stable, because obviously one of my best stocks is Ford, and I've always played for, for like, I've been playing Ford for probably about 12, 12 years now, where it's like, dude, it literally just goes up to 15 to 17, it'll somewhere around there, 17 if you're lucky. And then, and then, and, and, you know, two quarters, you get a quarter, maybe two, it just drops down and you'll be at like nine, ten bucks. It have, it's been happening on like this regular cycle. Right on, man. So I'm sure there's a lot of people out there, <clears throat> a lot of major players who probably are anticipating and hoping for a major drop in uh, the market to, uh, you know, play it, right? Well, that's why this is so sweet, is because this is going to be a winner loser thing. I think we're gonna we're gonna enter the territory of winner loser. That's what I mean. You're gonna have to pick the winners, right? Because I think there's gonna be like like they're doing right now with the Swiss bank, Swiss bank, whatever. Swiss. 
you're gonna have <laughs> you're gonna have companies buying other companies. You know, you're gonna have companies failing. So today it was the uh, financial bank or whatever it was. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but the the ma- yeah, first republic, first republic, and the big time what five or ten banks all chipped in apparently and and uh, saved it. They were all talking about how uh, it's a hero story, Mike. The banks are the heroes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the problem is if I'm drowning and I throw you a lifeline, <laughs> who's helping who? <laughs> I don't yeah. know, man. It's a, it's a goofy situation going on. It does feel like they're trying to control the narrative and the language so that way people don't run out to the ATMs and withdraw all their money. And yeah, because they did the same thing they always do. It's it's they, they you 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 deregulate and then you end up doing this weird game where like one dollar that like Frank puts one dollar into his fucking bank account, oh, yeah. right? And then that out of nowhere, that one dollar just became a hypothetical hundred dollars that is now invested in, into different companies. You know what I mean? And then you do that on a grand scale, and now you just have trillions of dollars that honestly don't exist. Well, sounds good to me. Can't wait to be rich. <laughs> oh, yeah. hey That's what happens, dude. Eventually, people want their fuck. They're like, wait a minute, I thought I had this money, but it's money that, you know, it's just, it doesn't exist. It's just numbers. It's monopoly money, my man. You know what I love is that scene in Game of Thrones when, uh, you know, the guy who runs the whorehouse? Right on. He has to turn over the books to the kingdom, to the, to the Ned Stark. And he goes, <laughs> and he goes, he, he goes, you know, he goes, where do you get the gold? Where are you getting all this and this? And, and the guy who was running it for years, he goes, you got to realize in the end, it's just numbers on paper. Ah, <laughs> yeah. very true. Oh, yeah. I think that's like really our financial market, dude. It's just all fake. It's ideas, confidence, and bullshit. And a lot of people made a lot of money off of it so far. And they, I assume, want it to keep going. Or if you want to go down the route of World Economic Forum, you know, Great Reset, uh, New World Order. We're kind of staring down the barrel of the uh, digital currency system that they want to use to tie in with our phones or the Elon Musk, you know, head implant device that we're going to all have uh, linked up to the Starlink. They, oh, yeah, Neuralink. <laughs> Neuralink, yeah. They, they want us, uh, they, they want, I think, this digital currency to go through. Hmm. Doesn't it that kinda, would make sense. Doesn't it kind of feel like what? Oh, uh, nobody knows who created Bitcoin, right? There's theories and what have you, but isn't that the the truth, right? Nobody knows. Yeah. So supposedly. Okay. Well, whenever it's shit like that, I guarantee you the CIA created Bitcoin. Yeah. Yeah. You're good call. Look, this the guy who made Bitcoin is the same guy who blew up the Nord Stream pipeline. Exactly. Same company. Yes. Believe it or not. <laughs> it's the same guy who killed Epstein. Yes. yes. They all work with the same company. It's incredible. <laughs> it's a great organization. They also, they also knocked off like five journalists that were reporting on the Clintons. It's I all think the same people. Yeah, that's right. The Clintons, man. So it just, you know, kind of feels like it's the CIA uh, doing a beta test 
on the future crypto or a future, you know, digital currency that they'll link all the Americans on. And it'll be a way to track us also. And, you know, we'll have all our information in our device. And uh, it'll be part of the health pass. They'll have to track your vaccine status, man. You know, make sure you got your monkeypox yeah. shot. So it's... it does seem like it's just orchestrated. Oh, like, did you hear yes. about the whole thing with the bond market? I did not actually. Dude, okay, apparently, I, I'm dumb as fuck. I don't know any, what really any of this means. But apparently what happened was uh, SVB, Silicon Bank, Oh yeah. they had a, all their money invested in these b- long-term bonds. And when the, when the inflation just went out of control, those long-term bonds became worthless, right? Oh, yeah. Because now everybody can buy better bonds. So nobody's going to buy your shit bonds. Right? <laughs> That's right. But then what happened was because nobody would buy your shit bonds, everybody that had money in your bank, they did a run on your bank. And the run on your bank caused a scare in the entire, in the entire market, in the entire banking system. So all of a sudden, everybody was pulling their money out and everybody went into bonds. And because everybody flooded into bonds, <laughs> you know, your bonds just became worth a lot of money. So technically, you now had the money to save yourself because of the scare you caused. Wow. Isn't that fucking... Like, how does that even make sense? Uh, but you still <laughs> lost the money. Dude, it's, it's absurd. So it seems a little orchestrated. It was also the quote-unquote first Twitter-fueled bank run. You know, there's a lot and of... who's on Twitter, dude? I really think a, Twitter is just the government. Exactly, yes. That's, it's bots in the government, man. And it's Fox News. It's okay. all about tracking you and collecting data and knowing more about you to feed the AI system. So when Skynet goes live, Terminator can even predict where you're going to hide from him. They're gonna, he's going to find you no matter what. You can't hide from the Terminator in the future. It's over. Dude, did you see that new GB, GBT, GB, PG, whatever? You talking Chat about the... Bot? Uh, BLT sandwich uh, company or crew? No, 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 no. The, <laughs> the chat bot, the AI. <laughs> chat GPT. Dude, there's a new new version, right? They upgraded. Oh, this, nice, dude. This one could break down memes. So it takes a picture. It takes a meme. It tells you what there's what it means, and then why it's funny. Wow. It could even tell you why it's funny. We'll have to send through a few of the dude man memes that we have made over the uh, last couple of years here. Be the first time a computer pissed itself. <laughs> it won't be able to answer, I'm telling you. Uh, no, but what I was thinking is uh, how crazy it is. Like, we are definitely just computer programs. Because this thing just figured us out. If it figured out our humor, it figured out everything about us. You are saying through these AI systems, we're proving simulation theory to be true? I think we're proving that we are all just slight variations of a program. And it figured out our algorithm. Wow. So that's, that's the end of the world then, right? Doesn't the program, the, you know, it ends. The game's over. 
Yeah, what if your subject gets so smart that it creates a computer to reveal that it is the subject? And we are all just copies, you're saying, of this program? Replicating itself to, you know, in, you know forever I mean, until... It- it creates an AI system that figures out that it is an AI system. I mean, if you really look at us and all living things, I actually, I'm pretty sure my left hand is disappearing right now. We, yeah. we're, we're entering some crazy territory here. Cause really when you break down, like it's all about like your, your genetic code and everything. And like, really, what are you doing? What are we other than just, we're reproducing with slight variations of code. Absolutely. And those slight variations, that's what, you know, it's weird. No, then it definitely kind of explains the introduction of the mRNA technology, uh, forcing it on billions of people. We had to disrupt the code uh, (laughs) like a virus, right? We put a virus into the computer. You want to hear the craziest thing? Uh, So I remember when I was in, uh, so when I was in school for mechanical engineering, there's, we learned about this contest that's out there. It's still out there. Right? Oh, yeah. And what it is, it's like you win a million dollars. If you, it's, they'll just give you a million dollars, but the million dollars won't even matter because you'll get trillions if you, can disc- if you can actually do this. If you can make a robot that can land, pretty much what they want is you invent something that you launch from Earth, it can land on a distant planet, take the materials from that planet, and reproduce another multiple robots wow and they were saying that would those robots would then launch and then that would be the best way to like uh map the universe oh yeah and then all i i remember sitting in that class and i was all i could think is isn't that what we are we as humans we we just we come to this earth we take the natural resources that are here you know we eat we drink and our bodies turn that into this robot that grows and then makes other robots with slight variations of code to adjust to different environmental changes and everything. And what are we doing now? We're trying to launch off this one and go to other one. So it's like we might be the robot that some other society invented. We're the biological to- robot? We might be what is necessary to map the universe. Wow, man. You know what I mean? You know how they always talk about like these ancient civilizations and everything? Oh, yeah. Like Maybe that's what the first civilization was, was just these guys that landed here. to map. They were mapping the universe, and we're just the leftovers. You know? Man, and they definitely came from Mars, right? Oh, yeah. I thought Mars was flat. Ooh, flat Mars theory? Oh, we have gone to another level, people. Flat Mars theory. What if Earth and Mars are flat? Mars would have to be flat like the Earth, right? Because it was like the original Earth, according to this. Flat Earth theory. I could never get on board with the flat earth theory. As close to it that I could maybe, you know, enjoy is the hollow earth. But that is just so um, out, out there. I can't really, yeah. can't really get down on it. But it's a bit much. It's a bit much. <laughs> it's hard to look up into the sky and see the round objects and then think, 
we don't look anything like that. You know? No, we're <laughs> yeah, we're special. We're the only one that's totally different. <laughs> no, we're a disc, see? <laughs> yeah, sense. I love it. And the fact that we're like just moving up, <laughs> and that's why there's gravity, you have to be like ever accelerating. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know. I'm pretty dumb, so I'll just take your word for it on that one. <laughs> Honestly. Because acceleration is like... Uh, uh. Well, uh, I'm sure there are people out there who understand the physics behind it all much better than we do. People like Neil deGase Tyson and uh I don't think he understands anything unless no. it's on a teleprompter. No, no, he's an actor. <laughs> the Mandarin right there for sure, dude. But when it comes to flying, man, honestly, like, we can't even do it with planes. From the runway to the tower to the cockpit, the mantra is safety first. But after a string of alarming air travel incidents, today the FAA held a rare emergency summit. We can't wait for the next catastrophic event. It's, I'm happy Pete Buttigieg took a little time <laughs> out from breastfeeding. <laughs> He's resting his nipples. Made it out to discuss problems at this emergency meeting. This guy is the worst transportation secretary in the history of the job. Yeah, nobody, know, nobody should know who you are, buddy. This is bad. <laughs> like, resign. He needs to resign. Get out of there, man. Trains are derailing. Planes are falling out of the sky. Ships are crashing in canals. Yeah. I don't know, man. Another train derailed today or yesterday. I think it was today. And it uh, contaminated the area, area with maple syrup, I believe, is what the headline oh, I saw. Oh, man, nice. Yeah. Sounds delicious. <laughs> Good times. That must have smelled really good in that neighborhood. I think a lot of happy animals. I'll be honest. Yeah, and it did smell good until uh, the people who run the railroad they decided to just firebomb the syrup. It was yeah, it was. <laughs> I was thinking it was a spectacular smoke cloud, the likes of which we've only seen once before in the last month. Uh, hazardous? Oh no, no, the maple syrup wasn't hazardous, but the napalm we sprayed it with. <laughs> that, that smoke will kill you. <laughs> Don't, don't breathe in the explosion we induced. <laughs> Have you heard of Agent Orange? Yeah, we just sprayed him for the hell of it. <laughs> it's oh. insane. How they're handling these trade derailments. <laughs> Nobody can explain to me why we had a fucking mushroom cloud of black smoke over a, over a town and. In America. You realize no one wants to talk about that fucking cloud? Like, it was all over the internet, and then it was gone. Nobody's discussed... Like, that was disturbing, man. And you can't tell me that didn't hurt people. <laughs> like, that definitely hurt people. It's definitely got side effects. Man, for such a wide stretch of space, too. Like, in all directions. And think about the way wind currents work. Like, oh. they're going in every direction, man. Like... People everywhere got fucked up by this stuff. There's no yeah, doubt. That... Pennsylvania's never going to be the same. <laughs> that's right. Thank God they have a true leader there, like John Fetterman and whatever's <laughs> growing on his neck to help guide them through this. No, dude, I'm telling you, I think they removed the hump. Really? Dude, he looks, dude, he looks like he lost about 150 pounds. I didn't know there were pictures of him. Is he... Back in there's action? Eight, 
There's a picture. Yeah. <laughs> Frankie's depressed. We can't ask a depressed man to take a photo. No update photos. Like you take one the first day when you're super sad, and then uh, you know <laughs> take one each day as you progress through happiness. It's like that chart at the doctor's office. Yes. You get, like happier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And at the end, it's Fetterman smiling. You know, he's feeling good. Back to the Senate. <laughs> he's doing like a flexing muscle gesture, you know, and a strong man kind of thing. I just want to point out this man has now spent more time in the hospital than in the Senate. I believe firmly he's dead. I I think he's brain dead. I think he's just a vegetable. There's a, you could easily die if they released one photo of him. He's dead. There's no way they. <laughs> Wait a minute! I see the strings holding him up. <laughs> pull some sort of weekend at Bernie's thing with him. You know, if he's a vegetable, you could kind of move him around a little bit, right? With CGI, too. I think that uh, could be involved. They can't keep him hidden until August. No. No, but you know that's what they're doing. So. Yeah. It's pretty pretty messed up, but that's the government we got, and uh, the best part about it all is... We got the train derailments. We got the uh, brain dead guy in the Senate. And then uh, we also uh, have Pete Buttigieg, nipple extraordinaire, uh, (laughs) running the FAA or our transportation. And the FAA has had an unprecedented amount of near collisions. This is great stuff. To seek the warning. And we all know where this is going, by the way. And you'll see at the end. Signs of today. So-called runway incursions have been on the rise since 2017, up from 1,300 back then to more than 1,600 last year. As the acting head of the FAA told Lester, that's raised eyebrows. We can never be complacent. And over the past few months, there have been several more serious near collisions, including one in January at New York's JFK Airport and one last week at Washington's Reagan National where a regional jet pilot rolled in front of a departing United Airbus jet right before takeoff. Oh, you're not 2003. Scan the takeoff clearance. Reporting takeoff. Reporting takeoff, United 2003. Today's summit drew representatives from airlines, airports, unions, and regulators. Is the airline industry overstressed right now? That's something we have to look at. Jennifer Hammondy <laughs> chairs the National Transportation Safety Board. What's going to happen in the future when we have even more of a congested airspace? the NTSB renewing its call for longer cockpit voice recordings. Right now, the devices in the U.S. only keep two hours of audio before they're overwritten. The NTSB wants 25 hours. We don't have cockpit voice recorders in any of the six runway incidents. Meanwhile, the FAA says it plans to hire 1,500 air traffic controllers this year, 1,800 next year. They're going to hire 1500 this year, 1800 next year. Hmm. You know, it's funny. I feel like you lost similar amounts last year <laughs> for something. What was it? What was the reason uh, that you lost a lot it. of fucking employees? Is it low pay? No, no. no, no. It wasn't uh, vacation time. No, I'm pretty sure it was your fucking vaccine mandate. Yes, for, man. For an experimental drug. 
everybody was warning and screaming about how if you implement these, I guess we'll go with draconian measures that they were using back in the day, some would argue fascist, but we'll go with, uh, you know, nicer Hilarian's words. Hitlerian's just overused. <laughs> Hitlerian. <laughs> I like that. We're going to go with Hitlerian. <laughs> you put in these fucking vaccine mandates, we all knew all the talented people were going to quit. And now you're yeah. left with nobody, and your people that are there are stretched thin, they're overworked, and now you have accidents occurring on the runways, of course. Not to I mention... Really can't help but, I can't help but ask. I mean, these 3,000 people you're going to hire over the next two years, will you require a uh, proof of vaccination? Yes. A huge question, and I guarantee they won't. Yeah. You need to eliminate that to get people back. That's the problem. And, Mike, you were right a long time ago. If you lost someone in your industry because of these vaccine passports, you lost them forever. They're never coming back. Yeah, they found another life. They found another job, another career, you know? Also, on top Why of it, man, you go back? the pilots are vaccinated, the ones that are left. We got vaxxed out pa- pilots cruising through the airway, uh, airwaves. <laughs> Is it airwaves? Stroke. No. Sh- the air. <laughs> They're stroking out, and man. Everything. <laughs> and uh, we got understaffed people coordinating them. Yeah. It, it seems like the, uh, the problem and the solution are pretty obvious. I believe it all goes back to the vaccine, as always. Yeah, yeah. There was no rationale for enforcing this vaccine. I saw an article in NPR today. It was about how customer service has rapidly declined and people are, you know, complaining about not being able to complain about things to the right people, right? They're, uh... (laughs) (laughs) And, uh... Apparently, there's just, like, a lot of nastiness out there in the world. Um... You know, when it comes to people needing assistance with purchasing stuff or, you know, being waited on and served on. And, uh, you know, the world has taken a dark turn with that. It's like uh, I was reading and I thought, like, man, you know, people seem like they're more assholes now, bigger assholes now than they used oh, to yeah. be and more demanding. And, you know, there's less servers out there. There's less people there to help we've lost many people in all the workforces because of uh these vaccine mandates and i you know i I keep saying the talented people left their jobs and we were left with the crap and so you have crap employees who are pissed off at their jobs and they're dealing with pissed off people and that's our society right now the vaccine mandates ruined society man i'm telling you right now in every aspect for sure. Yeah, there was a lot of people working jobs that were they were too good for, and they didn't realize it until that store closed. Now they had to go get a real job, and they're like, "Oh, I could get a good job," you know? <laughs> like, that's right, man. Not, you're not getting that person back. You're not getting the talent back. I I find it interesting that we're having uh, accidents on the runways, and it is, I believe directly related we're about a year out from the vaccine mandates right yeah 
Two. Almost two, man. When did the vaccine mandates really kick in, man? Summer of 21. Summer of 21. All right. So, yeah, we're going right? to... We're going to hit two years. By the way, this week, currently, uh, congratulations. Uh, it's the anniversary, folks. We've all made it. Uh, it was, I believe, this week, right? Uh, two weeks to flatten the curve three years ago? <laughs> two weeks? Two weeks? <laughs> two weeks? Two weeks? <laughs> Dude, I forgot what college it was, but I just heard in the news they're being sued by parents for their mask mandate. Yes! Mask and COVID vaccine. There's a college that still wants kids to wear masks and be vaccinated from COVID. It's pretty shocking. Em and I went out to a bar we hadn't visited in a while, and uh, we were hanging out and drinking with some older folk. And in the midst of the conversation, they had brought up how they were shocked to hear that there were all these studies coming out saying that masks didn't work and these two gentlemen both agreed instantly that they really didn't agree with the study and believed that masks did in fact work (laughs) i love that dude our mom still says that to me dude what happened to following the science science no dude our mom literally will look she goes mike you mean to tell me it does nothing and I go, actually, there's, there's, there's actually evidence that a surgical mask or, like, cloth, it actually makes it worse. It increases the spread. Yeah, and it makes people sick, the particles that are in that mask. Yeah. Not no, good they don't me. believe me. They say, you know, everybody, I've heard it from a few people now where they'll be like, you know, I just find that too hard to believe. <laughs> too hard to believe? But you believe this experimental MNRA vaccine was 100% safe and effective. <laughs> that was believable. Safe and effective. My favorite words of uh, <laughs> That of was believable. <laughs> but me putting this gator on my face and that's going to stop a virus. <laughs> that's just too hard to believe that it doesn't work? All right. <laughs> that's right. Mike. Trump ruined these people's brains. Oh, Mike, you know, if... Uh... It can't stop a fart, but it can stop a virus. Never forget, all right? That's that's what we should all remember. <laughs>